Hey guys, welcome to Lunch Plus. <laughs> good morning, Lunch Plus family. How are y'all today? So good to see you. Oh, uh, guys, we have an awesome broadcast for you today. But before we jump into that, I just had a flashback to whenever I got uh, my wisdom teeth taken out. Oh my! Yeah, and uh, did, you, did they put you under and you get really drugged up? Well, here, here's the thing. You know, before they, they put the anesthesia in, I asked if I could do it myself. Right. And the doctor said, go ahead, knock yourself out. <laughs> I'm getting booze in the oh. audience. I'm getting booze. I think it was great. Yeah. Did I, you just make that up or did no, that I actually happen? No, it didn't actually happen. Uh, I just saw it on uh, the internet and I'm I thought sorry. I'd share it. I'm very sad right now. Anyway, <laughs> we got a great broadcast for you today. Here's what's coming up today on Lunch Plus. First, we have... Who would win in a fight? Uh, we have actually some very entertaining uh, fight scenarios going on today. Awesome. I'm excited about that. After that, we have a time of prayer with Barrett, followed by word sneak. Word sneak. There you go. I did a jingle. Hey, who's After watching this? Oh, sorry. Go ahead. And then followed by what's the word? Praise God. I'm <laughs> sorry. <laughs> I didn't mean to cut you off. I'm so sorry. I just it's wanted, okay. to, we wanted to see games. who was watching this already. Uh, we have so. quite a few people. Uh, Shannon Lay. Hi, good to see you. Pastor Nicole says hi, fellas. Oh, hey, Shannon. Oh, okay. You said Shannon Lay. I'm thinking, who in the dick is that? Shannon Lee, yes. Did I say gotcha. Lee or Lay? How do I you think, pronounce it? I think it's Lee. Lee? Lay? I'm going to go with that. Is it Lee or Lay? <laughs> right. She's my friend, anyway, from, from Georgia. So. <laughs> oh, okay, so you should know. Yeah, I should. <laughs> she All didn't right. call herself Shannon Lee at that time. So. Oh, I got you. I understand. Uh, Lee. No, and then, no one really calls themselves by the first and last name. Right, right, Unless right. Unless you're like Ron Burgundy or something. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah, like, anyway. anyway. Anyway, welcome to Lunch Plus. So right now it's family chat time, but before we jump into that, guys, take a moment to like and share the broadcast. We have, as we said before, we have an awesome broadcast for you today, so make sure you like and share it, send it out. We got a powerful word for you guys today. Uh, and so uh, she says, oh, it's a.k.a. Lee. Lee, So yeah. it's Shannon Lee. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. you were right. That's actually, that form of Lee is the way my sister spells her middle really? name. So, yeah. Oh, neat. Awesome. Uh, Robert says, what's up, brothers? Good to see you, Robert. Hey, man, are you guys in, a, in Alabama yet, Robert? Yeah, let us know in the comments. Yeah. Um, so, anyway, right now it's family chat time. Yeah. So we have some questions for you guys today. These are going to be some really entertaining questions. And guys... Again, like we do this every broadcast, our hundredth commenter will get a gift card on us. So make sure you're 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 uh, talking to us uh, back and forth in the comments. But anyway, anyway, let's jump into our first question of the day awesome. for our uh, family chat. First question for you guys is: Can you swim? Um, Shannon says that's how cool people spell it. I, I think so. I think she's right. Yeah, that's yeah, right. yeah. Good morning, Abigail. By the way, good morning. Yes, um, people. Uh, can you swim? I, it's so foreign to me to think that there are people in the world that can't swim. Really? Yeah. Now, I'm not going to, like, win any medals for my form <laughs> or anything like that, I, you know, but, yeah, I can, I can swim. See, okay, so Serena actually swam competitively. She like, did. Yeah, she was on a swim team. So was her dad. Um, the Buck kids all did, too. All the Bucks. Uh, oh, I thought swimmers. you said the Butt kids. <laughs> like, those jerks. <laughs> the Buck kids. <laughs> <laughs> okay, let's move um, on. <laughs> uh, Robert says, depending on for who. Um, Abigail says, I can, but Avid says that he can't. Oh, really? Laughing face. Julie says, yes. Pastor Nicole says, yes. Johnny says, yes. Other people said, yes. 
who were before Johnny. Now, here's the thing, define swim. Like, I'm not like Samwise right. Gamgee, where like, I get in water and I just instantly sink to the bottom. You're not like who? Samwise Gamgee. Lord of the Rings. Oh. Lord of the Rings. Oh, <laughs> oh the that's rings. so disappointing. But, <laughs> but here's the thing, like, when I, when I swim from one end of a pool to another, I'm like, that's the extent of my strength. Really? Yeah. Oh, wow. So like, so can I, can I move in water? Yes. Um, can I stay in water for longer than a minute, you know, mm-hmm. floating? Probably not. Okay. All right. So like, defi- it's like defined swim. I don't, I, like, I apparently, because I like doggy paddle, I, I can like do that, but uh-huh. it takes all my energy. Really? Yeah, to float. Because I, like, I know how some people, put, put in the comments, um, can you float on water? For days. You can? I can't do it. I, I float on water like oil. Really? I mean, yeah. <laughs> I am like super buoyant. Yeah, I can float Interesting. forever. Yeah, I don't, I don't need a you know, life preserver. <laughs> Priscilla says, I can keep from drowning. That's, what's, that's basically what swimming is. That's, swimming is basically not drowning. Oh, my word. Shannon, you said I'm too old. No, no, I'm not too old for Lord of the Rings. <laughs> I heard it. I just didn't watch it. <laughs> uh, Pastor Nicole says, I won't be doing any swim competitions anytime soon, but I swam enough to go scuba diving on my honeymoon. Scuba That's one. Yeah, Serena and I actually did that too. Did you? Yeah. I've been a scuba diver since, since I was a boy. I really? I scuba, yeah. That's awesome. Yeah, scuba diving up, is awesome. I grew up, my dad was a scuba diver, so. Yeah. Um, so Barrett says, I believe you can swim, buddy. Thank you, Barrett. Um, EO says, I can float and stay that way for a few minutes. Wow, what a gift. Pastor's dad um, sinks like a rock. Brazil right. says, I'm not a floater. Never good. <laughs> sorry, <laughs> sorry, I'm not laughing. <laughs> My definition of floater is, is okay, okay, you guys know where I'm at. <laughs> I just saw floater. Anyway, uh, Pastor Nicole says, I can float. Pastor's dad sinks like a rock. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I, like seriously, I try to float. Serena's tried to help me right. multiple times. I just go under. It's actually, it has to do with the amount of air that you keep in your lungs. Like, even, even then, I, and then I still go down. Maybe okay, I'm just not I doing it I don't know right. how that works then. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> Robert says he can float. Welcome to the, to the, uh, the party. Yes, um, yes. Julie says I can float for hours. Yeah. What, what an honor. Yeah. That's such a good thing. Like, yeah. I'm just thinking, like, if you fall out of a cruise ship, like, you can float for hours and you're fine. Right? Like, I'm going to be there doggy paddling until I run out of energy in, like, a minute. I got you. Barrett says all the poop jokes. Pastor oh, says, ha, 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 ha. I'm assuming that's how it went. Ha, 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 ha. All right. Does that mean she sent it on all the, all the forums? Yeah. Oh, wow. All that? right. Next question. Moving on from the swimming thing. Favorite type of food? Okay, now you gotta define type. Are you talking about like, like favorite, like Indian food or Italian food or, or burgers? Well, <laughs> okay. Food? What what is your? What? My favorite. I'd say my favorite type is American. Okay. So American like burgers, food. fried chicken, mm-hmm. you know, French fries, like okay. pizza. Even though pizza is more, you know, Greek mm-hmm. or Italian. When the, when the question came up, I immediately went to, what was my favorite food group? And my favorite food group is meat. Meat. Oh, yes. right. There I'm you go. Carnivore. Pastor Nicole says, edible food. Edible food is the best. I, I, I agree with that. Shannon has taco, taco, taco. Yeah. Emoji. Yeah. 
Uh, Abby says, Mexican food with burrito and taco emoji. Kevin says, meat and potatoes. That's the way to go. Uh, yeah, yeah. That's the way to go, makes meat me, and potatoes. That's right, makes me want to beat my chest. <laughs> Johnny <laughs> says, Italian. Robert also says, meat. Yes, meat is you awesome. Know what, yeah. See a hamburger, fried chicken, those are meat, and french fries, potatoes, meat and potatoes? Does that count as meat and potatoes? You are, you're totally a meat I and mean, potatoes guy. My, my favorite meal is steak and mashed potatoes. Um, that's like, that's the way to go. Serena says Asian, Asian food. Yeah, Asian's like, good. Oh, like, I'm telling you, a good, some good uh, chicken fried rice. Mm-hmm. Oh, that'll. What, is that where, your favorite dish? Asian dish? When it comes to Asian food, yeah. yeah because, I mean, like, especially when you get in the box and you put it on your plate and you lift it up and it's still, still in its perfect form. <laughs> it's so great. They pack so much in there. Yeah. Uh, Priscilla yeah. says, food. I like food. If I have to pick Italian, Mexican, and Japanese. I like how she said, if I have to pick. <laughs> yeah. I'll pick all these different I'll kinds. I'll pick, you know, half a hemisphere. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> uh, Natalie says Italian. Jonathan Ingle says meatloaf. Awesome. That is Captain Jonathan Ingle with the Catoosa County Fire Department. He's a friend mm. of mine. Yeah. Welcome, Jonathan. Good hey, to see Jonathan. you on the broadcast. Uh, Shannon says my daughter said chicken wings. Oh, you can never go wrong with chicken wings. Robert says with bacon. Mm. That, well, is that meat with bacon? Let me, yeah. He said meat, right? Yeah, absolutely. So Anything any with meat bacon. wrapped in bacon. You got it. If you take meatloaf, wrap it in bacon. Awesome. That actually sounds great. Cereal, wrapped in bacon. Boom. Anything. A chocolate bar wrapped in bacon. Now that, Bam. See, that, that, that's more plausible than I'm cereal. telling you. <laughs> I was actually going to write a book, and the title of it was going to be Just Add Bacon. Just Add Bacon? Just Add Bacon. Okay. Is it a cookbook? No. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I thought, that would make a, neat, a nice cookbook where you just make a random like food, like a hamburger with bacon. Yeah. Meatloaf with bacon. Bacon makes Asparagus everything better. Asparagus wrapped in bacon, you know? There you go. It makes everything better. Kevin says, Chinese food, Italian dessert. Um, yes. All day long. Dessert. I'm surprised we didn't get dessert yet. Oh, there's Eo. She says, French dessert. Italian food for the meal with a French dessert. Like a baguette? No, that's not dessert. No, that's, that's bread. <laughs> Robert says anything. Shannon says mac and cheese meatloaf is amazing. Mm, what? I agree. I agree. Yeah. Mac and cheese in meatloaf? Sure. Interesting. Don't be ill-in. Priscilla, Have you says, ever had it? Priscilla no. says, would you bake in your coffee? This sounds like a food mash segment. I would told, uh, listen, I will take some bacon and I will stir my coffee with some bacon. All right, well, it looks like that's probably going to happen at some point on the broadcast. Praise God, bring it on. Shannon says, bourbon bacon cupcakes. Oh, Another yes. very interesting. Wow, Shannon's coming up with all. Sh Shannon needs to be making our food match segments now. Johnny Shaver, you are my people. Jumbo shrimp wrapped in, wrapped in bacon. That's my what third I'm favorite about. food wrapped around my second favorite food. Right? Mm -hmm. Except I don't like shrimp. It was just a quote. Anyway, all right, let, let's do our next one. Next question. What do you drink in the morning? Um, water. Coffee? As I'm drinking coffee. Right? Um, I, I don't, coffee. But usually I drink water in the mornings. Yeah. That's kind of what I've gone towards. Do you? Yeah. That's probably a better a thing. A glass of water when you first wake up in the morning is actually really good for you. You're, you're absolutely right. But, uh, yeah. well, that's probably why Barrett Nauer said, two bottles yeah. of water first, two whole bottles of water. Wow, yeah. she drowns herself yeah. in the morning. Yeah. Um, Eo says, sweet tea. Um, I see, uh, someone said coffee. 
Um, oh man, this is going quick. Ice water, Robert says black coffee. Oh, black coffee, interesting. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Priscilla says water, juice, and coffee. Sometimes a smoothie. Kevin says coffee, good coffee. I guess that's a good clarification. Yeah. Johnny good Shaver, coffee, Johnny not Shaver, bad coffee. Johnny Shaver likes uh, V8 Energy. Have you ever had one of those? I have. I have not. I'm not really big on V8. Yeah. You Are got, they? They're good? Remember the commercials? Could have had a V8. Yeah. Serena says water, then sometimes coffee. Yep. Uh, Shannon says coffee and water. It looks like coffee water are pretty much go-tos. Uh, Pastor Nicole says coffee, hot tea, and water. Yeah. William says tea, sometimes Earl Grey, sometimes oolong. Wow, that's super fancy answer. I have no idea what he's talking about, but praise God, He's talking God, about William. tea. Yeah, well, I assumed. <laughs> <laughs> I just don't know what Earl Grey or oolong is, but cool. There are two kinds of tea, but I mean, I, I figured you assumed that as well. I did assume that. Thank you. <laughs> Barrett says, coffee is normally a mid-morning beverage, never first thing. It's like your second breakfast drink. Ah, okay. Um, okay. Kevin, oh, that's another Lord of the Rings reference. I'm sorry. Oh, it is? Yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> anyway, uh, Kevin says, coffee, then some more coffee. Um, Avid says, pineapple juice. Mm, pineapple juice is good. I like All pineapple right. juice. Yeah, pineapple juice is good. Robert says, it has to be black so you can't complain about not having sugar or cream. Ah, uh, mm, that's, that a, that's a good point. Yeah, that's that how sense. I drank it when I was in the service because sugar and cream were not necessarily going to be there. Yeah. So you just kind of get used to it black. I got you. Yeah. I got you. All right, well, guys, that was family chat. I don't know what ha came out of my mouth. That was family chat. <laughs> now we're moving on to who would win in a fight. What? <laughs> I'm super excited to find out who the, the, the opponents Magic's, are. Uh, yeah, it's yeah. going to be great. It's going to be really exciting because it's going to be me versus Barrett, who is an expert at debating. So this is going to be fun. It's going to be fun. All right, well, guys, we'll see you in just a second. Take these next few seconds to like and share the broadcast, and we'll see you in just a couple seconds for who would win in a fight. See you guys. into our first official segment of the day. Here's what we've got in store for you. We love Tuesdays. Right now, it's who would win in a fight, followed by prayer. And then after prayer, it's word sneak, word sneak. And then what's the word? And y'all, I'm telling you what, today's word is an on-time word for the body of Christ. Mm -hmm. It's going to be important. So make sure that you take this time and share the broadcast. It's going to be a good one. But right now, who would win in a fight? Bum, bum, bum. 
So I am not an expert debater. I just enjoy, I enjoy talking in mm -hmm. ways that sound like debates. Yes. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and I'm, like my personality is normally one who shies away from debates, right? So it's super good and yeah. fun for all. So, so guys, just vote for me. It's true. Vote for Buddy. <laughs> vote for Buddy. You heard that. It's true. You heard her give you permission. It's You can. It's okay. <laughs> your, your colors look really nice, contrasting. I know. I was going to say, I'm on the blue side, and I got really excited. About <laughs> I also don't know like what side I'm on or who I'm debating. Oh, yeah. I didn't tell you what the debates were. Because Buddy makes them, so it's yeah. just a fun surprise. This will be a fun surprise. Also, um, Kevin Nowicki said Barrett would debate with a wall. I mean, I wouldn't debate with a wall. <laughs> I chose to read that as Barrett would debate well with a wall. That's uh, how I chose to read what he said, and yes. that's what I'm sticking to. Amen. Amen. No matter what the sentence says. All right, so here's how this, how this segment goes, all right? Um, we're going to put up on the lower parts of the screen yes. a, a fight scenario kind of thing. Yeah. And I will be... Uh, kind of debating on my side, Bear will be, de be debating for her side on who would win in said fight. See. And you guys uh, will have to vote on, based on our argument, who you think would win in a fight. So let's put up the first one for you guys today. Our first debate for today is... These are basically just the matchups that you guys have been waiting for your entire life. For I sure. really enjoy the pictures that you put up. That's nice. Thank you. Yeah. So, so today we, we are going to find out who would win in a fight between Siri and Alexa. Are they, okay, now I need to clarify before hopping in. Mm -hmm. Are they both Apple? Alexa's Apple, right? No. No? Who, Ale Alexa's who? Amazon. Um, okay. Yeah, so. You, you, you see how much knowledge I have going into this right now. This so is going to be, be great. It's going to be great. Who's going first? Uh, I'll let you go first because I have no because idea. I what know this. nothing. <laughs> sure, Barry. No, no I'll, I'll, here I'll go first. All right. <laughs> so when it comes to Siri versus Alexa, you know Siri's been around for a lot longer. It's true. Siri's been around since when did the first iPhone come out? Like two thousand like, eleven. No. Like two thousand nine ish, somewhere in there, right? So Siri's been around since about two thousand nine, uh, while Alexa has been around since, what, 2015? Sure. Sure, I don't know. <laughs> We're just winging this. So Siri obviously has some experience yes. with gathering people's knowledge yes. and information. Siri's been around for a lot longer. Therefore, it, as an AI, you know, so she has more time to morph into, you know, Ultron. Ultron. <laughs> <laughs> so therefore, I would say that Siri would, win. would probably win in the fight. I get that. Um, Pastor says, Alexa is now talking to me here. <laughs> I'm so sorry to everyone who has an Alexa. <laughs> Kevin says, Alexa shall win because she can turn off, she can turn on your lights. Siri is weak. Johnny says, Siri likes uh, to malfunction. This is all super true. And I will give it to you that Alexa is newer on the screen. But you know, there's a reason that Army recruitment starts at 18 and not 85. And it's because they look for like the young, sprightly people who are full of energy and enthusiasm and strength and agility because younger while it's not better there's a reason I mean they're bendier they can get down in different places like get they down get, <laughs> get down you literally just said like <laughs> I did um, but then Siri here's the thing Alexa can control 
stuff getting sent to your house, like mm -hmm. Alexa controls supplies, like Alexa not only can read your mind mm -hmm. and is probably being tapped into the government right now as we mm -hmm. speak, um, Alexa can send you stuff. Siri just hears what you says and is like, I'm sorry, I did not understand that. Please mm -hmm. repeat. I'm sorry. I don't, like Siri's basically just Google, but mm -hmm. out loud. So she can give you information. She can be like, I don't know, what's a superhero that just uses their brain but has no actual power? I don't know. She's that superhero. Alexa can do all the things. Interesting. I'm in. William says, I vote Alexa. You can kit bash Alexa into a Billy Bash. I don't even know what that means. <laughs> yeah, I don't. <laughs> I've never heard the word Billy Bash ever. I haven't either. Do you remember Ask Jeeves? Yes, I almost thing? put that as a question today. I'm like, <laughs> really? do people know Ask Jeeves anymore? That's great. All right. Kay. I just want to do this just for fun. Alexa, play Never Gonna Give You Up by Rick Astley. <laughs> I hope all y'all just got Rick rolled. That would make my day. <laughs> anyway, so here's the thing. Siri, Siri has a level of, how do you say, um, power when it comes to the fact that she doesn't reside in a little box, you know? Like at like your phone? <laughs> she resides outside your phone? I was, no, I was talking about like Alexa's echo thing, but you know what that kind of like like the phone? <laughs> Never mind. That was a bad argument. With that being said, oh Pastor says Rick rolled right That's now. So I'm hoping funny. that means it worked. That's so funny. <laughs> you know, there was actually a commercial that went out a while ago where they said, Alexa, blah 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 like, mm -hmm. like go to this website or something like that. And, uh, and people's Alexas would do it. I feel like Alexa is the like secret. Like they took it down. I feel like it's the, Alexa is just secretly brainwashing people without knowing. Like in mm -hmm. your sleep, Alexa probably can just. <laughs> <laughs> you it, said it did. Yeah. Oh, I, I, I apologize, but. Not really. Not really. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, yes. Anyway, so with that being said, <laughs> who do you think would win in a fight between Siri and or Alexa? Alexa. William just said, is that considered protecting the anointing Rick rolling him? <laughs> See, I didn't know exactly who it would happen to. It just happened to happen to Pastor. Pastor Nicole said, Siri said Diddy this morning. Obviously, she's better. <laughs> EO says, Team Alexa. So, right. Alexa. Uh, that's okay. That's okay. I mean, I know very little about either of them. And I really and you're think. you're winning. <laughs> I really think so. that it's both just ways for the government to spy on you, quite frankly. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, here's the conspiracy theory hour with Barrett. Kevin votes Alexa. Hey, that's exciting. Jade, <laughs> Jade says, now say, okay, Google, just to mess with everybody. That's an inside joke we'll share later. <laughs> mm -hmm. Google. <laughs> well, um, uh, like, to be honest, like, I, like in the middle of the night, like, not in the middle of the night, but, like, as we're going to bed, I, like, I, we like to listen to the Bible. Um, so I would be like, hey, Siri, play the Bible app, and it never listens. I don't have Siri turned on on my phone. That's smart. Like, I, nope. <laughs> Robert says, amen, yeah. government control. I All don't right. want to amen it, but. Oh, <laughs> William says, buddy gets my pity vote. He's like, I Alexa won. is better, but he gets my pity vote. That's fine. I told you guys that you could do that. So two to one. Do you just want to move to the other yeah, one, or we'll do you want to keep going? Let's okay. move on to the next one. Next. This one's going to be fun. I'm very excited about this one. This is right. seasonal, and it's holiday. 
I, I saw true. this one. We're, we're getting beyond holiday. Oh. Heat miser versus snow miser. Did you hear the excitement from the crowd, guys? <laughs> Who would win in this fight <laughs> between the heat miser and the snow miser? Kevin Buck is so excited. It's the most excited <laughs> I've seen him today. Like, he's clapping. Who's that, Jade? Jade wants to know who it is? Come on. Oh, it's not funny. Oh, she said kidding. <laughs> Whoa. We reached 100th comments. True. What are <laughs> it's William Aldridge. Well done, William. Good job. And he, you got the 100th comment with your pity vote, so, you know, I appreciate that. Good job. Kevin Nowicki says, what are those? Okay. <laughs> Robert says meat miser. <laughs> <laughs> no, it says heat, heat miser. That's an age. Um, so heat miser and snow miser are from the Rudolph mm -hmm. family of movies. What yeah. movie is it from? Is it's it... from The Year Without Santa Claus. Yes. Right? Yes. I think so. Was it? I don't remember. It's when Santa decides, yeah, because it's when Santa decides to take the year off, mm -hmm. and then these little two elves and whatever, Blitzen, or... or it was Rudolph, wasn't it? Mm -mm. It, oh, was, it was one of the younger ones, like Donner or Dasher or somebody, like, takes them to go find Santa, mm -hmm. and then the Heat Miser and Snow Miser are Start. at war with each other. Yeah, because the Heat Miser wants a green Christmas. It's true. Um, I'm Mr. Green Christmas. I'm, I'm Mr. Sun. Dun, 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 dun. I'm Mr. <laughs> heat Lister. I'm, I'm Mr. 101. They, they call me Heat Miser. Whatever I touch melts to melt oh, in my, my clutch. clutch. I'm, I'm too, too much. much. That's how it goes. Dun, dun, dun. All right, too so much. Kevin says he's clueless. <laughs> Kevin right, so. Buck is in the back <laughs> he's, of the he's doing the dancing. <laughs> All right, so anyway, here's why the snow miser would win in a fight. Uh, See, a lot of people would say... Pastor. Wow, <laughs> period. <laughs> uh, I, I, think like, he, I think he meant to have an explanation point. I feel like wow. the period is very aggressive. <laughs> wow. So, all right, so here's the thing. A lot of people would say that the heat miser would win because the snow miser looks like he's made out of ice and heat would melt the ice. But, as, as heat does. Yes. Yeah, but here's the thing. First off, Santa's on the snow miser side. Second off, the heat miser um, lives in hell. No. Do you I mean, not, not? Did you hell. not see him on his throne with all the flames everywhere and the little people of hell? So. Kevin Buck says that hell is being glamorized right now. <laughs> Pastor Brian said opposite side of the keyboard. I didn't miss. The period was on purpose. So. <laughs> Wait, so that took a turn. <laughs> so is there's one of my, my argument. favorite commenters ever. <laughs> Love William. Um, so it does look hellish, like is where he abides. Yeah. But if we're just talking about who's going to win in a fight, we're not talking about Jesus versus the heat miser. We're talking about evil snow miser versus evil heat miser. Both of them are possessed by hatred. Like, and then if you can, if you continue watching, um, they start to like become friends and whatnot, but they're brothers. Yeah. They're brothers. It's just, you know, a Cain and Abel sort of situation, but yeah. heat miser is going to melt everything that snow miser puts up. Like he's going to frost the world and then heat miser is going to come along and defrost the world. And Ultimately, while snowy Christmases are nice and great and idyllic, Pastor Nicole prefers for things to be warm than she does cold, and that is my pastor. And while Pastor Brian also enjoys the snow, I'm not saying that he doesn't enjoy the snow, but I have learned that a warm Christmas is not the worst thing in the world. It's not the worst. 
I like how you brought in that Pastor Nicole likes it warm. I did. That was a little cruel, but that's okay. <laughs> Prilla says, if snow miser freezes, heat miser first, heat loses. Yeah. But he won't get frozen. That's not how it works. It's like saying if heat miser freezes, snow miser first, then the snow miser would melt. Either way, they like cancel each other out. It's which action is going to stand the test of time. And heat's going to melt the cold if it's hot enough. Pastor says, and we wonder how we were programmed to believe global warming. Welcome so, to today's exposition of, you know, yeah. mind control. So, <laughs> so put in the comments, who do you think would win in a fight? The snow miser who wants a white Christmas or the, uh, the globalist uh, <laughs> lake of fire <laughs> abiding... Heat miser. It's not that Snow Miser just wants a white Christmas. He wants the world to be frozen. He wants everything in the world frozen. So it's not like, oh, he wants to make it snow at Christmas time. No, he wants you trapped in your house with snow. Have you ever been trapped in your house with snow? I have. It's not fun. It's like living in a refrigerator, but I, colder. I appreciate your post-debate argument. It's happening. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so guys. Pastor's laughing. <laughs> once again, who, put in the comments right now, who would win in a fight between the snow miser and the heat miser? The post-debate arguments. You slipped <laughs> one in in, your, in the wrap-up of, guys, vote, and here's why to vote for me. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know who you're talking about. All right. Heat, fire, snow. Um... William like says, and heat, therefore, I guess Team Snow, EO's Team Snow. That's yeah, two. So two, two, to two to two. William says that he's never seen a year without a Santa Claus, but he stands by the winter warlock, so snow. So he's he's the third. You're oh, Kevin, good. Kevin, Kevin. It's three um, to two. Likes the heat miser. You're winning this. No, it's three to three. No, it's three to two. Ke oh, Kevin oh I missed the other one. Robert says MM. Meat miser, which is not a real thing. Oh, he's thing. still with the meat miser. This uh, is the Rudolph I feel like they need to make a new one, like a live action and add the meat miser. It, I feel like this could be another Rudolph movie where Rudolph dies and, yeah, then, the then, and then the meat miser. <laughs> hey, children, do you want to watch the Rudolph where well, he this dies? This just took a turn. Avid's watching. <laughs> Your face. Abby, plug his ears really quick. <laughs> I'm late. just kidding. It's late. Guys, we need one more vote to end this broadcast. It's three to three. End the part of the broadcast, not the broadcast. We're still here. Yes, um, just to end this segment. Did I say the broadcast? You did. Oh, I meant this segment. We just need one more vote. Guys, put it in the comments. Who would win in a fight? I love that Shannon Lee is on board with our really horrifying version. <laughs> that was your not. horrifying version. You win. Prilla voted. Good job. Team Snow Miser. Honestly, I preferred him too. In the movie, oh, Heat Miser was scary. As yeah, all he, get he out. was messed up. <laughs> hey, Pastor says pastor. snow. Hey, that that's a win enough for me. I it's think true. that's the first time Pastor's voted for me. Yay! Segment, it happened. So that's exciting. I, I'm happy. Good job. All right, well, guys, now we are moving on to our next segment. I got Johnny though. <laughs> yeah, Johnny jumped in. We're moving on to our next segment called prayer. Called prayer. It's gonna be awesome. We'll see you in just a few seconds with Barrett for prayer. Yes. person who I just traumatized by the idea of Rudolph dying. Um, 
I'm sorry, I love you. <laughs> We're gonna pray for you today. <laughs> also, I really like Shannon's sassiness in the comments. I've never heard of prayer. <laughs> I said the same thing off air. Um, so it's time for prayer, guys, and God is so good. Like, I've been, we have 6 a.m. prayer here at the church this morning, and we had it here this morning, and I've just been amped and ready to go because prayer not only moves mountains, prayer not only you know, brings God's will here in the earth, but prayer is a source of life. You know, it, it sparks a joy and just a readiness to do the will of God. And so when we pray today, be believing for the Lord to just ignite something in you. Today's broadcast is going to be such a good one. It already is, but uh, I just love prayer. If you're on and you're ready to receive the things of God, say, uh, put in the comments, I am receiving everything that God has for me today. And we're going to kick off prayer. It's going to be a shorter prayer since Buddy and I went a little bit longer, but we're going to kick off prayer with a time of confessions. And here on the broadcast, we put up a series of confessions that come straight from the word of God. Today, we are on confession number fee, fee, confession number fee, confession number three, fur, Thur and three, T-H-R. Confession number three, put it up on the screen and join your voice with mine. We have divine health in our bodies now, and we carry an anointing for supernatural healing. Hallelujah. Lord, thank you for the divine health that is inside of your people's bodies now. And thank you, God, that we carry that divine healing. Lord, I thank you for today's broadcast. I thank you for every viewer. Prepare hearts now to receive the seed of the word. Lord, you're changing lives today through this broadcast. You are bringing heaven to earth in this broadcast. You are taking people higher than they've ever dreamt of going in today's broadcast. And I thank you that right now you get an expectation set inside of the people because your word says that you're able to do exceedingly abundantly beyond more than we could ever ask or think. So God, the level of expectation we have supersede it. Meet us, meet our expectation and supersede it. Lord, I thank you that people are going to leave this broadcast stronger. They're going to leave this broadcast standing taller. They're going to leave this broadcast and be ready to do exploits for you. Lord, I thank you that your word says that you gave gifts unto men to train and equip the saints for the perfecting of the work of Christ. Lord, I thank you that through the preaching of the word of God today, that your saints would be equipped, that they would be prepared to do the things you've called them to do, and that no weapon, no thing would be able to throw them and knock them off course, that they stand their ground and above all they stand. I thank you for a hope and a fervency and a fire being deposited inside of your people today as they receive the word of God. Lord, bless every viewer. Bless them, God. May they be abundantly blessed, blessed on God's level of blessed. And we thank you for it. Now, get ready. Get your expectation Hi, you know, it's like setting, this is like setting, I know this is a little bit longer, but it's like setting the temperature on an oven. We're setting the temperature now and then just get ready for that oven inside of you to get hotter and hotter and hotter and hotter and hotter so that you are ready to receive what the Lord is bringing to you. It's going to be a great word today on time. Take time right now as I hand it over to Buddy and Kevin to receive 
everything that God has for you. And before we hop off, Shannon says, I had a job interview this morning praying for miracles in my finances. Shannon, be blessed in Jesus' name, overflowing, abundantly blessed. Lord, as she is obedient to be who you've called her to be, as she sows, may she be blessed beyond measure in Jesus' name. Give her favor and abundance in the name of Jesus. Amen. Share the broadcast, and I'm going to hand it over to Buddy and Kevin with Word Sneak. Word Sneak. I feel like any time those two words are said, Baird's somewhere in the background going, word sneak. <laughs> I wonder if she does that at home when the cameras are all off, the lights are off. Oh, I guarantee off. you she probably does. <laughs> right? I mean, if someone says it. I yeah, if someone says it, that's what, I'm, that's what we're saying. I'm not right? just singing right? Like, to myself like, as I speak. That's right. Yeah, I mean, yeah, if you put a T on happen. a ball, somebody's got to come along and hit it. <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> All right, well, guys, welcome to Word Sneak. Here's how this segment goes. Basically, this is a segment where we try our best to have a, a casual conversation. I was, what's the cordial. cordial conversation? We try our best to have a cordial conversation while slipping in a series of, I guess, uncordial, unconventional words. Unconventional, very good. Yeah, very, very good. unconventional yes. words into a very conventional conversation. It's know. fun. Yeah, it's fun. <laughs> it's fun. It's definitely a game of wit. There's no H in wit. I think I did that last time. But uh, it's going to be fun. And apparently today we're talking about aliens. We're talking about aliens. Apparently. How exciting is that? How exciting. So. Are you ready? Yeah. Have you ever encountered an alien before in your life? I wouldn't know. <laughs> maybe. What a great answer. Maybe it looked like me and I just didn't know. What, what, <laughs> what in the world just happened? This just got creepy. I know. It did get creepy, didn't Wait. it? So, okay. Okay, you ready? Yeah. All right, here we go. Oh, I, th I thought we already started. <laughs> oh, we, uh, of course we did. Oh, my word. <laughs> so, um, your word? Apparently, it, it is my word. So, um, when I first got here mm -hmm. to Albemarle, mm -hmm. the men's group, we all decided to go to Blue Bay. You yeah. were there. I was there. Right? Yeah. And what did I order? Fish alien? and chips. Oh. But apparently, I was looked at like an alien because wow. I ordered fish and chips in North Carolina, and that's not on the menu at all fish places. That's oh, no. true. That is, well, the people that worked at Blue Bay knew, I guess. They did. But here's the thing. So it's talking about aliens. Right. You know, um, I don't know if you know, but there's actually a special division um, in the United States, um, like military, not military, mm -hmm. but like the government, a special yeah. division specifically for aliens. Um, it yeah, it's it's called the the A A F the Anti Alien Force. Oh, oh, yeah. <laughs> and um, I've heard of them. Yeah, it, well, they're based out of the Pentagon. That's that's why it's super super secret. Oh wow, yeah. that's fascinating. And <laughs> Godzooks, that's amazing. Um, I did not 
know that. Uh, I actually heard, that, of course, President Trump did come up with Space Force. Yeah. So are they like a branch of Space Force? No, it's a whole different thing. Oh, okay. <laughs> well, that that's... I mean, no, it's a branch of the Space Force. Oh, you, what in the world? That's a word? <laughs> Apparently <laughs> it is. Gadzooks? Yeah. Wait. Gadzooks. What in the world is that? That's like cahoots. You didn't you're, know? You're, you guys are in cahoots. We are in cahoots. <laughs> <laughs> no, so, well, you know, talking about aliens a little bit more. Um, like, like have, you, have you ever seen um, Men in Black? I did see that movie. Yeah, yeah. Uh, where, where like you know a lot of celebrities that we didn't recognize were aliens. Um, I think that's a fact. Yeah, you know like uh, like I, I'm just trying to think of a couple Bob Ross. You know, um, you was know, he an alien? Apparently, that, yeah. Jimi Hendrix, all the people that have hair like a chia pet. <laughs> um, <laughs> oh. <laughs> That yeah yeah big big here big huge hair yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Puffy. Uh, I got you yeah <laughs> so um, this is kind of interesting yeah uh, I found this out that speaking of aliens mm -hmm. uh, that uh, what they're doing at NASA is they're trying to find out different things that will grow on uh, outside of the Earth's atmosphere yeah so they've taken like seeds and different uh, things horticulture items whatever yeah. and they've taken them to the moon. Right, mm -hmm. and they've attempted to grow them on the moon, and they were actually able to grow absolutely nothing except for petunias. And petunias, petunias. were able to grow on the, the moon. moon. Wow! Yeah. So only so petunias. they're thinking right. So they're thinking about taking them to like you know Mars or something like that. That's cool. Yeah. 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 Well, like because that that'd be really sweet if they were able to actually like create a sustainable environment where they can actually more than petunias because petunias are pretty. They're just flowers, you know. But like to be able to plant like fruits, you know, like strawberries, right. raspberries, blackberries, blueberries, elderberries. That would be exciting. That would be very exciting. Yeah. And plus petunias are only, they're annuals. So if you took them, would you have to replant them annually on That's the moon? True. I don't know. That wouldn't be That's fun. interesting. Uh, what also is interesting is, I don't know if you know this, but... Um, uh, uh, the, no, I don't. The, who's that character that that was in the the, the jungle and he Samwise Gamgee? No, he swung with the with the apes and Tarzan. Thank you, Tarzan. Tarzan. He actually made a petunia uh, salad, and that was one of his favorite <laughs> meals. Petunia salad. Yeah, he liked it. Interesting. Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, like I, I really like watching Tarzan growing up. Yeah. You know, I, like that was just a good movie. Oh, have you ever seen George of the Jungle with? Uh, What's his name? Brendan Fraser? Yes. Yeah, like, like I loved watching all those movies, but, like, we, we wouldn't buy the movies, you know, because, right. I mean, they're great movies, but you don't want to own, you know, you don't want to own them, because it's kind of weird, you yeah, know, yeah. Uh, to just, like, be staring at a VHS of a shirtless guy, you know, it's just kind of weird. But, uh, so, we would go to Blockbuster all the time, and we would rent those movies, um, and they were a lot of fun. Ding, ding, ding. Oh. <laughs> um, so, Sorry. Yeah, so actually, um, yeah, so Tarzan had this petunia salad, mm -hmm. right? Yeah. Uh, with eucalyptus sauce. And yeah, it, it was very good. He eucalyptus liked it. sauce. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah he'd so squeeze the eucalyptus and, and make a dressing. And just gobble, gobble, gobble that whole thing gobble up. Gobble it down. <laughs> I just saw your word. <laughs> good luck. Okay, so that, yeah, so as he would eat that, um, it would really irritate his body, mm -hmm. 
And he actually had uh, gallbladder attacks, and that's the reason why the doctor came into the into the jungle to help him. Interesting. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, so yeah, I I don't know much about gall gallbladders. You know, I, I'd probably have to read an essay about gallbladders to understand. And you know, you know what my favorite part of every essay or book is? What's that? The bibliography. The bibliography is the best part. Mm -hmm. so you you want to know where people get their sources from. <laughs> well, guys, <laughs> that happened. <laughs> There's five minutes of your life you will never get back. That's true. Eucalyptus sauce. <laughs> I'm sure someone's probably going to try to make eucalyptus sauce. I'm telling you, I, eucalyptus sauce. Is, yeah, that'd be awesome. Sure. Let's do it. All right, well, guys, with all that being said, now it's time for us to move on to what's the word. We, ooh, hello, coffee. Is we have a eucalyptus sauce again <laughs> this morning. That's what it is. Um, we have a powerful word for you today about how to overcome every obstacle. It's going to be powerful, it, and it's a special word for today. So, guys, make sure you take these next few seconds, like and share the broadcast, because, man, there... If there's anyone that you know that they're facing something, right. they're battling something, yeah. they, they feel like you know, they're getting ready to, to give up, what, whatever, make sure you share this broadcast because this could be the exact word that they need to break out and to overcome. So guys, share and like this broadcast, and we'll see you in just a few seconds for What's the Word. See you guys. Welcome to What's the Word, and I'm here with Pastor Brian and Kevin, and it's going to be a great one today. Make sure that right now you take time and share the broadcast. We've said it at least four times so far, and we don't just say things to say it. Today's word is an on-time word Amen. for yeah. the body of Christ. You don't want to miss it, and you don't want your friends to miss it. So take this time, share the broadcast, and we're talking about how you, yes you, you can overcome Every weapon. Hallelujah. Every weapon. Amen. Amen. Glory to God. Amen. <laughs> I'm thinking about the meme with the cat that's dancing to the little drummer. <laughs> Have you seen it? I don't think I've seen it. Oh, you got to see mm -hmm. it. All right. It's uh, the one I saw first was the um, Windows Defender. It's like uh, the man <laughs> playing is the virus. And uh, the drum is the computer or whatever, and the cat is Windows Defender. Like, yeah, this is cool. <laughs> it's one <laughs> it of my awesome. favorite Instagram reels that exists right we, now. We need to get, I have the video. We'll have to get it and play it tomorrow <laughs> because it was, it was awesome. Yes. I like it. So Amen. Refresh that. We welcome you today. Uh, let us know where you're watching from. I see that uh, quite a number of people are over on uh, YouTube today. And uh, welcome, welcome, welcome. Tell us where you're watching from and uh, who's online. If you haven't done it yet, share the broadcast. Yes. And so, um, yeah, William said, I think I saw the same thing. I know. <laughs> that, that made me laugh. I watched it over and over again. And we, awesome. need to, we need to get, I wonder if, uh, if I send you the video, can you get it up to play it? I'm sure we can. Um, let's do it. Who, I do, I, have who do I need to send it to? Mark? Send it to Marky and Buddy, and one of them will be able to get it up. And okay. as pastor is doing that, 
Guys, we're so excited to have you on. Tell us who's watching right now. We want to know who's I'm here, watching. who's engaged. Pastor's here. Um, Pastor Nicole says that she's watching from her office in Baden, and I know it's her because of the purple heart. That's the that's the marker of Pastor Nicole. That's right. Um, <laughs> Priscilla says that she's working that sound today here in the booth. Guys, it is, I'm so excited about this word. Like, I've been amped for this. I've been amped for the broadcast all day, but as soon as we settled on the topic, like I'm, I'm yeah. ready because it's, it's important. Like yes. what we're talking about today, this is something that I've seen so many people get knocked off course when they've been standing in faith and you know, it's, they're standing in faith and, and they're so excited. And then an attack comes and they're like deflated. Yeah. It's like a balloon yeah. that has the air let out because yeah. you don't hear much teaching on well, you know, what to do when an attack comes, especially in the faith circles. Yeah. It's very much speak the word, like stand in, in word of faith. And those are wonderful things. Like I'm, we're pro those, but the word tells us that the thief comes to steal, kill and destroy. Yeah. And what yeah. happens if he tries to steal, kill and destroy? What do we do? And that's what we're talking about today. Yeah, well, one of the things that, you know, before we get too far in, if yes. we're going to share the meme, I don't want to get serious yeah. and go back to that. But Oh, I thought I, it was going to be at the end. I'm oh, sorry. Well, we can, I, we, I don't know. You just like We it. might share it twice. <laughs> <laughs> um, but one of the things that this has actually come up to me that as a topic to talk about, and um, one of the things was that, all right, what do you do when the attacks seem to pile up? Yeah. You know, and we, we had a video a few weeks ago about what you do, what the pressure you're feeling actually is, yeah. mm -hmm. and uh, how do you maintain faith in that. And so it kind of came up to me, uh, but I had had multiple people reach out and say, hey, pastor, some stuff is going on, yeah. you know. And so a natural logic would say that, and I was just checking that. But then I had leading uh, to talk to you and say, hey, what do you have leading on today? And you said, actually, this is what I have leading on. I was like, that's what I already had too. So, yeah. Wow. Yeah. So it's it's very timely that, and the Lord is the Lord is definitely in it. I I believe. So. Yeah. <laughs> but he is walking around oh, trying yeah. to find the phone. <laughs> <laughs> Holly's watching. Johnny's watching. Natalie's watching. And uh, you know. Not to not to highlight you know the attacks of the devil, uh, but I think if we ask, multiple people would say, "Man, I've been going through uh, yeah. you know, these attacks in this way." Right. And um, one of the things that I've found is that uh, when we live according to God's word, number one, it should be easy and light. And yeah. if it's not easy and light, that's an indicator or a symptom that we have something that's out of place. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it doesn't mean that we're horrible people. Mm -hmm. It just means, hey, I've got something to work on. I have something to fix here. And uh, now some people would say, well, you're talking about life just being completely golden. No, Jesus, Jesus prophesied truthfully that we would have persecutions. Mm -hmm. You know, um, what does that mean? That means there's going to be challenges, right? Uh, now, the persecutions he was talking about versus what a lot of people call persecutions is not quite the same thing. Right. There's persecution and then there's great persecution. And basically the persecution that he's talking about is uh, talking about what you will receive for believing in Christ. Yes. Uh, that's, that's the basis of it. But uh, then uh, it's not that you won't be attacked. So, for example, we talk about easy and light, and that's in Matthew 11. And uh, let's just let's look at that real quick. 
They're probably getting that, and now we're drum <laughs> jumping into the word. <laughs> While we're doing that, can somebody bring me a water? I was going to text I it, but one. I don't want you I to got just. One right here. Cool. Thank you. Ooh, ooh. I would receive a water too. That <laughs> would <you>. be okay. <clears throat> Hallelujah. You would like one. As I well? would receive one. <laughs> Thank you, Lord. I had like gunk in my throat, and so I didn't just want to be sitting here going. <clears throat> Because <clears throat> that's annoying for you. Um, everybody who's up here, but I was talking about you, the viewer, because we love you. Matthew 11, guys. It's true. <laughs> Matthew 11 and verse 28 through 30. Jesus says, Come to me, all who are weary and heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Yes. And that's a promise that you need to grab a hold of. I will give you rest. Yeah. I will give you rest. So if we will look towards Jesus, he will give us rest. Yeah. Uh, it reminds me of some other absolutes as well. Uh, we're like 2 Corinthians 2.14, but thanks be unto God who always leads us to triumph and manifests through us the sweet aroma mm of the knowledge of him in every place. Yeah. So see, God will help us. Yeah. No matter what you're facing, God will help you. The question is, are we coming to him and are we taking him by the hand? See, there are prerequisites to both of these. Come to him. Mm -hmm. Second one is let, let him lead you. Yeah. You know, he's always causing us to triumph or leading us to triumph. We must take him by the hand. Yeah. But then he says this, verse 29, Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and humble in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. I am gentle and humble in heart, and you will find rest for your souls, for my yoke is easy and my burden is light. So one of the things here that's so very important is that uh, we understand that his yoke is going to lead us in a place. Mm -hmm. If we will put his yoke, if, if you're not familiar with, with a yoke, most of the time you would have like a yoke with two different oxen, you know, or two different cows or bulls or whatever, mm -hmm. and they would, they would lead. And you would have two of them with a big piece of wood across the top of them. It, it would fit and be designed for them, and then it would be around their neck, and they'd pull that together, right? Mm -hmm. And so what you see in this is that if Jesus is the lead, right, then he will lead us where to go. And, and one thing is he says, take my yoke upon you. In other words, my yoke, not your yoke. Right. So Jesus is saying, take my yoke, not your yoke. So in other words, the way of life, we talked about this uh, Sunday, the word that you follow works. Mm -hmm. In other yes. words, when you do it God's way, it works. But when you do it, try to do it your way, the world's way, you know, somebody in the world's way, uh, it's not going to work. Yeah. But if we do it God's way, if we'll take his yoke, not our yoke, his yoke, yeah. then we will see that load lift. But here's yeah. the other thing. And remember, it, it says this, cast your cares. So cast your cares on the Lord, for he cares for you. In other words, cast what you would be carrying on him. Yeah. Why? Because he will carry it for you. Yeah. That's what that, in other words, I, if you will yoke up to me, Jesus is saying, I'll carry the weight and I'll lead you to triumph. And in your life, it's not that we, you don't have something to do. It's not that you don't have something to overcome, right. but it will be easy and light. And of right. course, uh, the story that the Lord used to show me this is when they're in the boat and you have, because you can be in the middle of a bad situation, right? 
just like they were in the storm together. And you had the disciples as one group and Jesus, and the disciples were fearing for their life, and Jesus was asleep. He, they're fearing for their life. They're in heavy. Right. They're doing it God's way. They're looking at worldly things. Jesus is looking at the word of God that said, let's go to the other side. And he's asleep. He's mm -hmm. in complete rest. And then out of that place of rest, out of that place of easy and light, he spoke and broke the power of a death storm. Yeah. They, they broke no power of the death storm. And so a lot of people think if they don't take the care on that they're not doing their job. But what they don't realize is the best job that they could ever do is cast the care on Jesus. Yeah. And out of that place, out of that rest is where you have the authority to break the death storm. Right. Yeah. right? And so when you find yourself in a place that feels heavy and not easy and light, what we need to make sure that we do is enter into his rest. Yeah. Enter into that place of rest. And uh, so it's one of those things many, many times where we need to understand that going in, by faith into him is the best thing and the most responsible thing that you can do. Being obedient to God is the most responsible thing that you can do. Yeah. But to the world and the world's ways, many times that looks like you don't, well, you don't care. Right. You know, and the truth is, part of what's happening is you're saying, no, I don't care about the attack. I care about what God said to do. Yeah. Yes. I don't care. I'm not, I'm not going to carry the weight of the attack. Right. I'm going to carry the yoke of Christ. Yeah. Hallelujah. Totally different. Yeah. Totally different. And the most responsible thing we can do, stay in faith, stay in hope, stay in the love of God yes. yeah. by walking in his way, walking with him, letting him lead the way. Yeah. Mm. Well, and so often our flesh wants to step out of that. It, like it wants to almost step away. Like yeah. I know in those moments when I've had an attack come, it's, it's tried to bring shame or fear or whatever. And what happens is if we're in unrest and we move to that place, then we're stepping away from yeah. Jesus. We're stepping away from the Father and we're stepping away from that intimacy. But the word tells us that there's healing in the shadow of his wings, that he'll protect us as we draw near to him, that in him we're kept from the wicked one. Yes. So the closer we are to him, the more kept we are yes. from the wicked one. There's yeah. no safer place to be than in intimacy with the Father. There's yep. no better place to be than positioned right beside him, with That's him, right. in him. That's and right. When we're with him, what thing can come against God? You know, what thing can beat God? Not, no thing can beat God. No, th no weapon formed yeah. against Jesus can prosper. Yeah. So no weapon formed against you can prosper as we're in him. In yes. him we live and move and have our being. Amen. You know, a while ago, you, we, you and I spoke about this uh, uh, scripture uh, just together uh, in a private meeting, and we were talking about you know putting on the yoke. And you had told me, and I didn't know this, but you had told me that a yoke is not uh, the weight-bearing device, but a steering device. Mm. Yeah, I thought that's fascinating. And then you also were talking about how it is custom fit yes. to the oxen that are yes. pulling it. So if we are putting on 
His, his yoke. yoke. We are coming into we're, we're, we are coming into something that is custom fit for us, and, you, and that that was for huge. Jesus. And mm -hmm. the more we look like Jesus, the better it'll fit. Mm -hmm. Yes. And the yes. more comfortable it is. Mm -hmm. Yes. Why? Because we're made in His image and likeness. Yeah. And so a lot of times we're struggling with different parts of life because we don't fit His yoke because we've not given ourselves to the discipline to put on faith, hope, and love right. in that. And so it's, it's rubbing us. Right. right. And so a lot of times when we're struggling in having faith, there's something there that we've allowed uh, for the Lord not, to, we've not allowed the Lord to help us clean it up. Yeah. And so we've got extra bumps, you know. Uh, we've been eating the spiritual junk food and his yoke doesn't fit us. Yeah. Right. And now it's rubbing us and it's rubbing us wrong. What it's really rubbing on is the pieces of our flesh. Right. Yes. So if we give ourselves to that flesh. So for for example, I know somebody, um, I, I, I know of a story of someone who had a tragedy in their life, mm -hmm. very much a tragedy. And uh, they lost someone. And over a period of years, they felt like, I need to honor this person by constantly mourning them. Now, ultimately, I don't think that they made that decision in their head. I think it goes something like this. Well, if I don't mourn them, I, I don't care for them and mm -hmm. I didn't love them. Yeah. Right. But that's a lie. That's yeah. a lie from the devil so that they will stay grieved the rest of their life, not, not have freedom and not produce fruit for yeah. the kingdom. Right. Uh, so effectively, he, the devil has taken that person completely out of the race that they were called to run because they can't move from mourning into comfort. Right. And if you see that uh, Jesus, he says in Matthew 5, uh, in, in the Beatitudes, he says, blessed are those who mourn for they shall be comforted. Yeah. They're right. not blessed because they mourn. They're blessed because if they find themselves in a place of mourning, Jesus saying, I have provided a place of comfort yes them to move to. Yeah. And so what ends up happening is they're in a yoke and they're in a bondage. You know, they're, they're in this thing that's holding them that's not Jesus' yoke of freedom. You know, it's a yoke of bondage. Yeah. And ultimately where Jesus wants us to get is go from mourning to comfort. Yeah. It's not that mourning won't try to come. Morning, morning will try to come. Right. Morning will try to come in our lives. Mm -hmm. But if we're going to be faithful people and putting on His yoke, then we must see that the end result is the comfort of God. And that's simply saying, Jesus, I receive your comfort. I'm feeling mourning. I'm feeling the pressure. I'm feeling all of these things. But Lord, I see that you have given me comfort in the midst of the morning. Mm -hmm. yeah. And then in Isaiah, it shows us, I think it's Isaiah 60 or 61, where it shows us that uh, for the gar for the spirit of heaviness, yeah. he's given us the garment of praise. Yes. In other words, I have to take off that spirit. See, if I just sit there under that spirit of heaviness, I'm going to go into a spiritual bondage. Yeah. And I must, for Jesus' sake, for the sake of Jesus, I must on purpose say, no, I'm taking off the spirit of heaviness and I'm going to put on praise. And, and even in the midst of mourning, which is the most illogical thing to our fleshly mind, but in the midst of mourning and heaviness, in the midst of an attack, in the midst of a death storm, we must put on praise. Yep. We must put on rest, put on faith, hope, and love. Yeah. And that's what will give us the authority 
to speak to the storm yeah. and see it removed. And so a lot of times, you know, when you get this and it becomes a part of your DNA, mm -hmm. everything changes about how you face issues. Yeah. Everything changes. Uh, but you have to give yourself to these scriptures. Give yourself to, blessed are those who mourn, for they will be comforted. Focus on the comforted yeah. part, not yeah. the mourning part. Right. Focus on Isaiah 61, 3, where it says, you know, for the spirit of heaviness, he's given us a garment of praise. Focus on the yoke of Christ that says it's easy and light. And so what I like about that story with the disciples is Jesus and the disciples are in the same, Jesus and the disciples are in the same situation. Yeah. They're in the exact same situation, but they have a different feeling. Mm -hmm. yes. They have a different feeling. One is easy and one is heavy. Yes. Right? Yes. One, one, the yoke is easy and light. Mm -hmm. The other one is hard and heavy. Yeah. Same situation. Their perspective, knowledge of the word, and application of faith changed what they felt. Yep. They're in, physically, they're in the same place. Yep. Spiritually, they're in totally different places. And spiritually, that's what gave Jesus the breakthrough. Yeah. Hallelujah. That's what gave Jesus the breakthrough. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so um, while you were saying that, you, you know, I'm taken back to, uh, I, I believe it's a, a proverb uh, that says that the sorrow is, um, sorrow comes for the night, but joy comes in the morning. Yes. So, yeah. you know, it, it's not saying, the Bible's not saying that you won't have sorrow, that you won't have mourning. These things are going to happen. You're going to have sorrow. You're going to have mourning. However, it is saying it's unscriptural for it to stay. To stay there. Yeah. That, that when the light of the morning, when the light of Jesus comes in, and you're in the scripture, you, you're releasing it. You're yes. letting it go. You're saying that, that season's over. Yes. I'm in joy. Yes. I have the promise. I have what Jesus says I have. Yes. I am who Jesus says I am. Yes. So therefore, we, we let it go. Faith, faith on purpose, mm -hmm. faith on purpose mm -hmm. moves to the place of joy. Yeah. Yes. And, and, you know, in Thessalonians, I think it's 1 Thessalonians 5, in Philippians 4, uh, it tells us rejoice. And again, I say rejoice, Hallelujah. rejoice. And again, I say rejoice. In Thessalonians, it says rejoice always. Yeah. And see, and that means that we rejoice yeah. even when the storm's happening, yeah. even when the pressure's there. Yeah. Lord, I choose to put on joy again. I have joy in you. I have joy in you that I can pull from. Yes. And in the middle of the storm, why is he telling us to rejoice in the middle of the storm? Because there's something to rejoice for. Yeah. There's something to rejoice for. Yeah. There's something to praise for. Yeah. And see, faith on purpose moves to those places. Yeah. Faith on purpose moves to those places. Yeah. And so that's, that's what the devil does, though. He deceives us into thinking that we're supposed to stay in the morning yeah. and that somehow that is showing more love. Right. But what is love? But it's obedience to the commands of God. It's a choice and commitment to unconditional giving at the leading of God. And so if I see that God gave me certain commands and I'm not following those commands, I'm not loving more, yeah. I'm loving less. Yeah. Yes. And so and it's not saying that the attack's not there. It's not saying that, you know, Jesus didn't say, I, I refuse to believe you, Death Storm. 
I don't think you're really there. Right. That's not what he said. No, he says he acknowledged the storm and he spoke to it. Yep. But he spoke out of a place of faith. He spoke out of a place of rest. He spoke out of a joy that he knew God has already given him the power to fix that and change right. that and change the situation. Right. Yes. Well, and you know, it's it's vital to know the word. Like it yes. is vital yes. to know what God says yes. because what God says is true. Period. The word works for those who know the word. The word yes. works for those who yes. apply the word. The word works for those who receive the word. And so if God has said it, it's true. Yes. And I know, you know, there are so many people that they'll be in the middle of a storm and they'll be in the middle of a battle and right. they'll just be sitting there trying to figure out why it's happening. You don't need to figure out the why. You need to figure out the promise. Yeah. The promise yeah. is going to be what's going to get you through the storm. You know, it says in John 10, 10, the thing comes quickly or no 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 Jesus says I came that they may have life and life more abundantly the thief comes to steal kill and destroy you know you've got the two sides God has yeah. said Jesus is here that you may have life and have it more abundantly which means you can have it right. you can have life in abundance you can have it more abundantly but it's the thief that comes to steal kill and destroy why because he's an enemy of the things of God and you're a thing of God you are Jesus yeah. here in the earth you have his spirit you have his power and so he's going to come and try and attack you but when you know my Jesus came that I can have life my Jesus says that I am kept from the wicked one my Jesus says that I am more than an overcomer I'm more than a conqueror then even if that thing you may feel you know the plink plink of a bullet being shot at the armor of God resist stand firm be yep. who you're called to be yep. you know I think of Job in in the book of Job I don't, I don't know of another example other than Jesus in the Bible that talks about so much attack. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, Job was attacked. Yes. Job opened a door by fearing. And so he, that door allowed the attack to come and he lost everything. Yeah. Yeah. He lost everything he had, his possessions, his cattle, his children, yeah. his health. He lost everything. Yeah. And his first instinct was to praise. But I, I'm of the belief that, j that it took Job, it didn't even take him long. What, 18 months? Two most, years? Most scholars believe it was uh, about one year, no more than two. And so it took him that long for the Lord to double what yeah. had been yeah. stolen, for the Lord to restore double. But I think it, it may have taken him that long because he moved from the place of praise and let outside influences start feeding him, start yeah. telling him all these things. Well, your God did yeah. this and your God did this and your God did this. If Job had stood firm and he had put, continued to put on praise, I believe, Barrett, I believe that he would have seen that restoration even quicker because God isn't one who allows his children to be attacked and he just watches it happen. God's your defender. Yes. God's your protector. God goes to war on your behalf. God is the one yeah. who is defending you. And if the God of the universe made you and loves you and gave you life within yourself, why in the world is he going to just watch as an enemy just attacks you? He's not. Yeah. God's giving you hope. So when we move to that place of praise, it allows him to interject himself quicker. Yes. Yeah. Amen. I'm, I'm really glad that you brought up Job this morning because the Lord placed Job on my spirit today, too, 
um, in, in Job 1, I believe it's uh, 21, 20. uh, where Job said, you know, uh, naked I came from my mother's womb, and naked I will return to my mother's womb. Uh, the Lord giveth, and the Lord get, uh, taketh away. Blessed be the name of the Lord. And everybody just, oh, Job had such great faith. Oh, he, he recognized that the Lord took from him, and he still praised him. No, that was what Job was saying in ignorance. Yes. And this morning, when that, when that hit me, the Lord said, you know what? He said, um, he said honoring what, uh, what Job said there is the same as honoring Peter for, uh, for rebuking Jesus when Jesus said, I'm going to the cross. Yes. And, and Peter says, oh, no, uh, Lord, uh, no, you, it will not happen. Uh, you know, God's will be done. It, it shall not happen. And Jesus rebuked him. Yeah. Well, both Peter and Job were saying these statements, but they weren't saying them out of, of um, uh, uh, hate or, or anything like that. They were saying them out of love, and, and they felt like they were, they were correct, but they were saying them out of ignorance. Yeah. They didn't, Job didn't know the Lord. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, he, he, he knew of the Lord. But he, he, didn't he knew know the Lord, him. but he didn't know all the workings and details, Doctrine. and doctrines of it. And actually, the book of Job is believed to be like the, one of the very first, if not the very the first, first book right. that was penned. It happened very early on. And um, this was before, you know, my understanding of it is, this is before Moses had written the law. Yes. And the five books, like all of that stuff wasn't even known. So right. many people believe that Job didn't even know that there was a devil. Yeah. Right. He didn't know at that time really the functioning and the working of all of that. Right. He thought everything that happened was the Lord, which a lot of people believe that today. And mm -hmm. this is an error. And Job goes on to say, I think it's in chapter 42, I've spoken things that I knew nothing of. You know, right. in other words, he was correct. And he was saying, I said stuff about God that I didn't know. Yeah. This actually happens today. They have the same deception working when they say, well, God is sovereign. Whatever he wants to do will happen. God is sovereign, but in his sovereignty, he gave you and I control and authority on the yeah. earth. And he says, look, all power and authority has been given unto me. You go there for, yeah. go in my, in my power. And in Psalm, I believe it's 115, it says that the heavens are the heavens of the Lord, but the earth he's given to the sons of men. So yeah. we have to take our authority and apply it. That's why we're supposed to pray, Lord, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Yes. Because we are the hands and feet of Christ. We are the go-between to establish as ambassadors God's authority on the earth. Yeah. And so we can't sit there and just let things happen and then pretend like everything that happens is God's will. It's not. If everything was, that happened was God's will, everybody would be born again. Right. Because he says, I wish that all would come to salvation, that yeah. none would perish. Right. But yet we know they're going to perish because he allows people choice and he put the keys of authority in the hands of believers. That's why we're the hands and feet of Christ. Yeah. Go therefore. Yeah. And uh, so one of the things that's very interesting in Job, you quoted verse 21, mm -hmm. the verse before that. Mm -hmm. So in, and this is what I love, and I believe this is the key to yeah. Job's victory. Yep. And it'll be the key to your victory is do we trust God? Do we trust him? So for example, Job, Job might have thought, Job might have thought that God just killed his family, mm -hmm. messed up his, blew up his business, yeah. everything. Job might have thought that, but what do you see in verse 20? 
In verse 20, it says, you know, um, here, I got it right here. Then Job arose, tore his robe and shaved his head, which was an act of uh, consecrating himself. Mm -hmm. He was saying, I'm, I'm not worthy of all of these things, but I'm going to prepare myself to worship, yeah. right? And then he says this, and he fell to the ground and worshiped. So now think about this. With Job having the potential of thinking that God did all this stuff, because he didn't know all the workings of the devil, he still falls to the ground and worships God. Yeah. This is exactly what I'm talking about. See, this heart is the key that brought restoration yeah. to Job. This heart is the key. Job actually, in the end, is very much a victory story. Yes. yes. It's a victory story, but Huge. he went through some stuff. You know, the devil was taking advantage of a lack of knowledge, mm -hmm. and he was, he was going about doing what he does, stealing, killing, yeah. and destroying. But Job, because his heart was, Lord, I don't know what's going on. You might, Job's thinking, you might have even done this. But I trust you and yeah. I worship you. And the Lord sees that stuff. Yeah. And uh, yeah, Job said some stuff wrong that he repents for. And, and God corrects him on. But, God, but he goes to the place of worship yeah. and God restores him yeah. fully. He moves him from the place of mourning to the place of comfort. Yeah. Right. And so one of the things uh, I'm, I'm going to go down a path here in a second, but you got something. Well, what? What Job reminds me of, what the story in John chapter 9, where um, the disciples asked Jesus, who sinned? Like, where did the sickness come from um, with the man who was blind from birth? You know, it, their mind immediately went to the problem. Yeah. You know, Job had had all of his friends pumping him full of here's the problem. This yeah. is what's wrong. But God, as he rebukes Job, like it, he immediately focused his mind back on how big God is. Yes. He immediately yeah. took his mind into a place of I'm bigger than this. Yeah. I made the stars. I spoke. Where were yeah. you when I did all of yeah, this right. stuff? And it's back, you know, in, in John 9, it's a verse that's been quoted wrongly uh, where it says it was neither that this man sinned nor his parents, but it was so that the works of God might be displayed in him. God didn't make him sick. That's yeah. not the point. Um, but verse four, we must work the works of him who sent Jesus as long as it is day. Night is coming when no one can work. Yeah. You know, we must do the works of God. Yeah. Don't, don't think on that thing. You know, there's a reason in Philippians it says, think on things worthy of praise. Yeah. Yeah. And it's because your mind is that soul realm that decides, are you going to follow the spirit that says you are an overcomer? Yes, you have yes. faith inside of you. You have the life of God. Or are you going to follow the flesh that wants to lead you to destruction? You determine in your soul, in your mind, in your will, in your emotions, yeah. which side you're going to be on. And so if you can take the battleground of your mind and train it to the things of God and refuse to think on things that are death, destruction, and killing, and think on life and life and abundance, yeah. then no matter what the weapon yeah. was that was formed against you, you won't lose because you're going to be on the side of staying in his yes. yoke and staying yeah. with him. And believe in God for restoration. What, what that verse ultimately is saying, when you look at that verse, John 9, 9, uh, 9 3 and 4, I yes, guess sir. it is. Uh, when you look at that verse, ultimately what God is saying in context is, okay, you're at a place where you've been attacked. Mm -hmm. And regardless of how you got here, yep. 
I am the Lord that will bring you out. Yes. I will restore you. Yes. I will, I, you know, just like Job, I will restore you double. So now we switch from focusing on the storm and we start focusing on the storm that has been. Mm-hmm. You know, we focus, if you're in the middle of a storm, you have to first put down trust Till the storm stops, till the till that storm is over. But then, if you've been the you know victim of yeah. a death storm, you put on trust and you say, "Look, if you will trust me, yeah. God's saying I will restore you, regardless of how you got here. I'm here, and the glory of God will be seen in yes. your life. The glory will be seen in your life." Amen. And uh, so now, if you're in the storm, or you are have been the victim of a storm, right? Uh, for whatever reasons, you know, a lot of times our mind from the garden wrongly is constantly saying, why? And that's yeah. what they're asking in John 9. Yeah. Why? 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 And it's good for us to study to show ourselves approved. Right. But a bigger question is, do you trust God? Yeah. Forget about the why. Do you know him, his character, his nature, and do you trust him? Yeah. That answer is is what will take you to victory or not? Yes. That answer. If you if you don't know him and you don't trust him, you're going to have a hard time getting into victory. But if you know him and trust him, yeah. you he will always lead you to triumph. And that's what we need to apply. Yeah. All right, Lord, I don't know how we got here. I don't know why we're here. I don't know what caused it. And yes, I will open up myself for you to show me anything, any discipline you want to show me. Humble ourselves before. God and grace and greater grace will be given. But I don't know how and why and all of that, but this I know. Yeah. Lord, I trust you. Yeah. And just write that in the comments right now. But this I know, Lord, I'll trust you. Yeah. But this I know, Lord, I trust you. Yes. But this I know, Lord, I trust you. And uh, so one of the things that I want you to see is this. Let, let's go quickly. Um, Yep. Let's go quickly to 2 Corinthians chapter 2 and verse 11. 2 Corinthians chapter 2 and verse 11 says that so that no advantage would be taken of us by Satan. For we are not ignorant of his schemes. Now hear this. The devil has a scheme. Yes. Yes. The devil has plans. And our job as believers is to not be ignorant of his schemes so that he can't take advantage of us. Right. Right. Now, and, I, and I'll just give this to you. When we first started the church, I was, I didn't want to talk about the devil. I didn't want to talk about him hardly at all. Right. I just talked about the goodness of God. And I had amens and we saw the power of God. And for years, for several years, I saw from Sunday afternoon to the next Sunday morning, my people at the church get decimated by the devil. Mm-hmm. And I'm, you know, eventually I'm going to the Lord and, I, and I'm saying, what in the world is going on? Mm-hmm. Why is this happening? You know, Lord, what is it? And the Lord pointed me to this verse. He said, the people are in agreement and they're mentally agreeing and amen and and hallelujah. and, And they're receiving on Sunday morning. But this generation 
is ignorant about scripture, ignorant about who God is, and they don't know the devil's, the devil, I, I watched the devil throw the simplest traps at people and yeah. they just fall in. Yeah. You know, to, to me, it felt like, you know, it's like you're walking down the road, you're running the race of life and there's a big hole in the, in the center. And I'm thinking, go around it. <laughs> and they're going, ah, da, 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 and falling in. And Ooh. I'm like, why did you fall for that? You know, and I realized that, that this generation had lost something. Yeah. That a generation 20 years ago was different. There had been a generation that had passed in the church that knew about the devil's devices and knew about his schemes. Yeah. They knew about holiness. They knew about walking in righteousness. And I mean, you just listen to some of the old hymns, even in the most denominational churches, they are power packed. Yeah. Right? And this, this generation didn't know it. And they were falling for the, the simplest tricks and the simplest traps. And I realized I've got to teach people these traps and let them, let them see them. And so I yeah. started teaching on his schemes and his traps. And immediately we started walking in more victory. Immediately people stopped falling as much. And we have to be very wise yeah. about not only who God is, but we need to be not ignorant of the devil's schemes yeah. and his right. devices. Well, at the very beginning, you know, you asked, you said that you didn't want people to put it in the comments necessarily, but you bet if you did ask, people will put it in the comments. That was yeah. one of the first yeah. things I remember you teaching me when I got here was that, you know, an attack against you, it's... I don't know as though it's ever coincidence. It's never coincidence. It's a coordinated plan. Yeah. And so often the devil does it at the same time yeah. to try and kill off momentum from what God is doing. Right. So if you're attacked, it's coordinated. You know, he wants to, the devil wants to silo people off and make them yeah. get to the place of doom and gloom and woe is me. And I, it's so awful for me. It's not just you. The devil That's does right. not want you to prosper and he doesn't want your brothers and sisters to prosper. Right. Yeah. That's why he's put it on our hearts today to talk about it, yeah. because there's something coordinated trying to come yeah. against the body of Christ. But the body of Christ does not have to let it win. Yeah. We don't have to let yeah. that attack that's win. Right. And so that's that's one of those traps that he'll try and do is make you feel yeah. alone. It's not well, just you. And, and here's the other side of it. You know, how how much of a jerk is the devil to come by and be like, boom, and hit your life yeah. and attack your life and then be like, well, if you were more holy, that wouldn't have happened. Yeah. You know, what a jerk. Yeah. And so what he does is he'll attack them. And then if anybody has any good in them whatsoever, any kind of morality, uh, and they know anything about cause and effect, then the devil will say, well, if you were a better Christian, that wouldn't have happened. Yeah. You know, and listen, the reality is, We've all missed stuff. Who hasn't missed stuff? That's why we need a savior. Yeah. And could there be things that we do to make life better? Absolutely. That's what this whole book is about. But it's not you that attacked yourself. Right. You know, are there seeds that we sow or, you know, my people are destroyed for a lack of knowledge. Can we gain more knowledge of God? Absolutely. Yeah. But don't beat yourself up because a jerk devil attacked you. Right. Recognize the attack. You're not the one that attacked yourself. Right. You know, you're not the one that speared yourself with right. the, with the, your own fiery dart in that way. No, there's an enemy. He yeah. hates you. He wants to steal, kill, and destroy 
destroy you. And then he wants you, he wants to make you feel bad about it. All right, well, let's recognize him for what he is. He's a jerk. He's a scoundrel. He's a deceiver. He's a killer. He's a murderer. And we have an enemy and he wants to do all of that. But we have a savior who has delivered us out of it all. And even if we have fallen prey to some attack in the past or going through a storm right now or recently fallen in that, Jesus will come and he will comfort you if you'll turn your heart towards him. But we have to know what the devil's up to and we have to know how he operates. He is a deceiver. And here's one of the tricks and one of the schemes. He'll come and he'll stick you with a fiery dart or try to. And if it gets through, he'll blame you for it. And then he'll tell you, you just need to take it. And he'll try to keep you in that depression for years and years and years, not only because it will steal your life, but if it steals your life, you will not be fruitful. And that means it'll steal others. Can you guys imagine if Nicole and I had allowed, because we've had attacks, many, many more than what most people know. But could you imagine what, how your life would be? You know, especially you, because you've been here for some yeah. time, and but you've already seen it. Yes. Can you imagine how your life would be if we just folded to those attacks and we never recovered and moved into comfort, and so we never had a church, and we never ministered at all to you? Yeah. How would it be? You know, it would be. And so, if I allow, as a believer, as an ambassador, for the devil to attack me and to keep me in a place without love, without faith, without hope. Yeah. without joy, yeah. without confidence, without expectation, then not only is my life now in bondage for whatever period, but now I, my life cannot help lift others up too. Yes. And we are all called to spread the hope of Christ. But how are we going to spread the hope of Christ if we're not actually walking in it. And so don't let, see, the devil's big plan is not just to you know, destroy your personal life, mm-hmm. but destroy the life that's designed to flow through you. Yeah. And that's why we must resist the devil. It's a command. Yeah. Resist the devil. Resist his plans. Resist his schemes. Yeah. And uh, so one of the schemes of the enemy is this. It, it, watch this. This is in Mark chapter 4, the parable of the sower. And uh, verse 15, or, or excuse me, verse 14, Mark 4, 14, or it was 15, sorry, 4, 14 and 15. The sower sows the word. These are the ones who are beside the road when the word is sown. And when they hear the word yep. or the promises of God or the good things of God, here's a scheme of the enemy right here in verse 15. As soon as they get the seed of the word planted in them, yeah. immediately Satan comes and takes away the word which has been sown in them. Yeah. Now hear this. Immediately the devil comes. Yeah. He doesn't wait. He doesn't want somebody to build steam right. and get some momentum in Christ. He comes immediately. How many times? I mean, it's a point of our prayer. Yeah. A point of our prayer this day is, Lord, protect the people coming in new. Yeah. Why? Yes. Because we watch so many people over the years. They'd come in. God be touching their life. They'd get filled with the Holy Ghost. I mean, healing would happen. Joy would happen in their lives. And the next week, the devil would just like... I mean, destroy them because they weren't strong enough yet to stand on their own. So as a church, we make it a point to believe God. 
Now, if those people that find themselves would come and communicate quickly, mm-hmm. quickly, they would they have the strength to stand, but they don't know what to do. They're immature in the ways of God. And so that's why communication is so important. Yeah. Like what we were talking about yesterday. Go ask, ask quickly, ask, don't tell, ask yeah. often, you know, communicate quickly with your spiritual leadership. Don't sit there and let the devil silo you off yeah. and, and get you off like a wolf would do with a deer. Yeah. You know, a pack of wolves will drive one wolf into or drive Separate. deer into the woods and get one separated that they can then attack and make its prey. That's how the devil, that's a scheme of the enemy. And so, but many people will come in and they're brand new. They don't have the basis yet. They have the church that can support them. But they're not used to doing that. They still think that I've got to do this myself out of their immaturity and that lack of knowledge. And so they try to do it and the devil just decimates them. All right, come and come quickly. That's what a church is designed to do, to provide a spiritual covering and protection through Jesus. It's not like the church is the answer. The church is only the answer when Jesus flows through them, right? But that's one of the things they're designed to do. And we'll pray now, Lord, protect them. Put a shield around yep. new people, Lord, in Jesus' name. Yeah. Now, and here's the thing, but he comes immediately to steal. Not only when they're brand new, but how about when you as a believer start growing in Christ? He's like, oh, they're growing, yep. attack them. Yep. Yeah. They're growing, I don't want that to get going. Attack them, yeah. attack them, attack them, right? Uh, matter of fact, last night uh, we were talking, Nicole and I were talking to Marky, and like in the last few weeks, there's been a boldness in her prayer. Yep. There's been something different. I even told her on, I think, Sunday, I said, when you worship, like it's, it's like a different Marky right is. now. Yes. There is a joy coming out of you. Yep. There's a joy coming out of you. And she's had over the last couple of days a couple of attacks that are pretty serious towards her family. That is a coordinated attack yep. against her and others. Yes. He, you know, he's trying to get two for one, three for one. Yeah. But it's not just against him. It's against her to steal her joy. To, no, I can't let her get strong in her prayer. Yeah. I can't let her reach that place. And she's got to get it on the inside of her. No way I'm not standing up for it. Yep. Right. No. And see him for the jerk that he is. It's a coordination. Yeah. And she's got to get that gumption in her just like any other believer that says, I will not stand for these attacks. Yeah. Yeah. And so sometimes you see me as a pastor like me just hitting my Bible. You know, you see it's like, wow, that was rather aggressive. Yeah. Good. Because the devil is a thief and a murderer and an enemy, and he hates the things of God. That means he hates the people of God. And it's time for believers to get some gumption in them and some guts to resist him in the authority that Jesus has given them. And stop playing around with it. This is the period of time that we're in. Well, I I just, you know, when you're talking about that, Pastor, you're talking about that, what was that in... um, uh, verse 15, you're talking about how he comes immediately, you know, to take that from you. That means what he's trying to take from you is of great value. Yes. It's a huge value. Yes. And I'm, I'm sitting here, I've got this picture in my mind of this lady who receives this enormous diamond necklace. Yeah. And, and she, uh, and you know, obviously this is not something she's going to wear 24-7. This is something she's going to wear on special occasions, whatever. So during, when she has it off, she just doesn't leave it on the counter. 
Right. You know, on the on, in the kitchen counter where the kids can come and grab it. No, she's got she's got a safe. Yeah. Or she or perhaps a, a, a you know at the bank where they have the the yes. the, the safe there deposit or whatever box. deposit yeah. box. Thank you. She's got a place where she's going to put it. Yeah. Where she knows it's completely secure. And what you're saying is, and what I'm hearing anyway, is you're saying no. This is a value. Yeah. This word yes. is of great value, greater yes. than than the largest diamond. Yeah. The most perfect diamond. It's of great value. Yes. And then it brings me back to Psalm. 119.11 that says, your word I have hidden, I have buried, yes. I have put in my safe place inside yes. of me that it cannot come out because yes. I it's protected. It's yes. in there. Yes. And the thief cannot steal what you protect. Yeah. He yes. cannot take what you maintain secure. Yeah. Yes. He wants to come. You know, the you said, in, in, uh, we keep bringing up John 10.10, the thief comes to steal, kill, and destroy. Well, obviously, the thief comes to steal. We know that's what thieves do. But it's uh, more specifically, that word is better translated, the burglar. The burglar comes. Yeah. What does a burglar do? The burglar comes by night. He yeah. comes when you're not paying attention. Yes. He comes when to take those things that you have not secured. Yes. Now, I'm not saying that you're at fault for not securing it. What I'm saying is... We have the responsibility to secure We have the responsibility to secure, to secure yeah. it. Bury that. Bury that valuable yeah. word deep in your heart. Yes. Bury it so that nobody can touch it. Yeah. They cannot have it. That is your word. That's your revelation yes. word. That is your rhema word. Yep. And they cannot take it. He cannot take that word from you. How does he, you know, how does he commit the burglary, right? So this is what he do, does, what he does. Um, in John 10, 10, yes. the thief or the burglar uh, comes to steal, kill, and destroy. Yes. But Jesus has a response to that. But. Yes. But. In other words, I'm going to tell you something that will stop him from stealing it. I have come. Yes. That you might have life in abundance mm -hmm. till it overflows. Mm -hmm. To the full till it yes. overflows. In other words, he's given you a word to put in the place of the theft. Yes. Right? And so what the thief does, and when we understand this, so what he'll do is he will attack, and then he'll try to condemn you for his own attack, mm -hmm. yes. condemn you for the attack he's doing. Yeah. And then he'll get you focused on the negative of the attack. And meanwhile, he's behind your back stealing the promise of life, mm -hmm. stealing the joy. He's the one who gives joy. He's the one who gives hope. He's given. Here's here's the word that's so valuable yeah. that we're supposed to treasure and secure. The word is that I am. Jesus says, I am your life giver. I am your protector. I am your healer. I am your deliverer. I, I am the restorer of your soul. I am the one who gives you the miracle of a new creation and intimate fellowship with God. And so all of those things that Jesus has given, the devil turns our attention towards the attack and the storm. And meanwhile, what he's trying to do is he's saying, focus on that. And behind your back, I'm going to you know, burglarize yes. and take away life, yeah. hope, joy, your fellowship, because if I can take those things away, I can keep you in mourning. Yeah. That's right. And that's what he's doing. The, this is his scheme. Yes. This is his device. And people fall for it all the time. And then he'll tell them, well, if you don't mourn for this, you don't love that. You don't love this person. If you don't mourn, mourn for them, you don't love them. That's not true. That's not true. I, I love them. And the best love I can ever give is to do what God told me to do. Rejoice always. Mm -hmm. 
you know, rejoice always. Put on by faith yes. his, you know, his promises. Receive those. That's what love, true love, yeah. really does. And so what he's done is he's redefined the definition of love. He's taught us that we need to be in this depression and yeah. mourning. He's taught us that we need to pay attention to the storm instead of paying attention to the word. See, that's the, the burglary that happened on that ship. And that's why the disciples were in heavy. And that's why heavy and hard was because he had stolen the word from them. Yeah. Yes. Jesus paid attention to the word. They paid attention to the storm. The word was let us go to the other side that the Father had told Jesus and Jesus told them. They took their attention off of the word, looked at the storm, and the devil stole, burglarized yes. the life-giving word that would give them the provision to get to the other side. And had Jesus not been there, they probably would have died. But because Jesus was there, and see, this is our role as believers, is to be the one that esteems the word because that's the treasure. Yeah. That's the treasure. Yes. And that word is a life-giving word, and that's what he's trying to steal. Remember in Mark 11, he comes immediately to steal the seed of the word. So what does the word say? The thief comes to steal, kill, and destroy, but I have given you. Mm -hmm. I've come to give you, and we know later on in Peter, I've already given you everything pertaining to life and godliness. So what the devil tries to do is get our eyes off of the word that he's given us, off of the promise that he's given us, and focus on the storm so he can burglarize the life from us. Yeah. Yes. All right, now, now when you see that, you recognize our responsibility is not to pay attention to the storm. Our, our responsibility as ambassadors of Christ is to pay attention to the life-giving word, always and, never, and without fail. Yes. Always and without fail that we esteem and apply the life-giving word of God. Yeah. Amen. Amen. Yes, sir. It's like... As you've been talking, it's, it's been a really interesting experience for me in the last 10 minutes because, like, I'm seeing you and I'm hearing you, but I also was seeing, I believe, in the Spirit. And as you're talking, what I kept seeing a picture of was these men in a foxhole. You know, like, they're in the foxhole, and I saw an, an, the enemy, like, shooting at them, shooting yeah. at one side of it. And one person saw the attack. And what the enemy was trying to do was get that one person to step out of the foxhole and yeah. try to go take care of it on their own without relying on the people, without relying on the, the whole, sorry, without relying on the men and the women that were in the foxhole with him. Yes. Because that's how, if he got out of position, yeah. that's going to be how he was, the enemy was able to take him out. Yeah. But what happens, you know, if one side, if an enemy's coming at you from one side, the body of Christ is not just supposed to watch one side of itself get yes. attacked. The body of Christ is called to rally yes. around yes. itself. You know, an attack yeah. is not just against someone you know. If they're in Christ, it, the attack is against you personally. Yeah. Like as you're talking about Murky, Murky's my body. 
marking yeah, right. my body. Yeah. And so if an attack's coming against her, if mm. an attack's coming against her family, it's not just her dealing with it on her own. She's my family. Yes. Yes. She's my sister yeah, in yes. Christ. Her family's mine. And mm -hmm. I take it just as personally yeah. as she does. Yeah. And when we, the body of Christ, get a hold of the fact that it's not just individuals, it's not just Kevin or Pastor or Buddy or Marky or Kevin Buck or Will, you know, it's we're not separate. We're one. Yes. The body's one thing. The army yeah. is one entity. Right. And when one part of the body is being attacked, then the army is then sent to defend and fortify that part of the unit. Yes. The, you're not left by yourself in the military. You yeah. have your brothers and your sisters that you rely on to protect you, not yeah. just on their own, but through the strength of God. And look, if you personally haven't been going through an attack, your body has been attacked somewhere. That's right. Somewhere yeah. in your body. You know someone who's going through it. Take it personally. Yeah. Yeah. Make it your personal mission. No, I'm not going to let my body get attacked somewhere. I'm not going to let there be a somebody who just keeps getting railed on and railed on. I'm going to guard them with my prayers. I'm going to speak life over them. Yeah. I'm going to encourage them. And I will see God move on their behalf yes. because he loves me and he loves them. When we get that it's a covenant unity yes. relationship within the body of Christ, our prayers are going to look different. Yes. We're not going to tolerate one part of our body being attacked. That's right. We're going to draw on the hope yes. of God and stand and pray and confess that the will of God be done on their behalf because they are me yes. and I am them. Well, and one last deception to tell you about what happens in an attack. And then I'm gonna, we're going to go over two things just to do, or it's really one thing, but it's combined two scriptures. But here's, the, here's another attack and a scheme that the enemy uses. And I, these things that we've talked to, about today, I have watched as a pastor, these specific attacks work on people hundreds of times over the years. So much so, I mean, it just irritates me. You must get it in you. Hear this. Write this in the comments. I must get it in me. I must get it in me that I will not stand for any attack yeah. of the devil, no matter how big or how small. I must get it in me that I will not stand for any attack of the devil. Now, that means I'm not going to put up with it. That's yeah. right. You might want to put that. I will not put up with any attack from the devil, no yeah. matter how big or how small. I will not put up with any attack. Yeah. Right Now, here's, here's another attack that he does. Let's say that I'm getting attacked and I've just gotten, you know, uh, my, my tail whooped, you yeah. know, from the devil for whatever reasons, right? But see, here's the thing. No matter why I'm here, why I'm in that position, if I will turn my heart and face to God, yeah. I'm going to find the Lord in all his love and mercy waiting, just waiting to help me out. I'm, I'm going to find him waiting, right? waiting for me to look to him with eyes of faith, hope, and love. But if, let's say that I'm sitting here and I haven't done that yet. I just got my tail whipped by the devil, right? And I'm like, oh, golly, and I'm just beat up and yeah. I feel beat up. And then all of a sudden, what's the best thing that you can do as a brother and sister of Christ for me? Is, is the best thing, I'll give you two options, is the best thing that you can do Come down here with me into my beat up state and pet me. Oh, no. I'm so sorry. 
and, and pet me. No. Is that the best thing you can do for me? No, sir. Or is the best thing to take me by the hand and to lift me up to Christ? Yep. Yes. Right. The best thing you can do is you put on faith, hope, and love for me and with me yeah. and lift me to the place yes. of faith, hope, and love. Because in faith, hope, and love is where I'll touch life in abundance to the full till it overflows. Yeah. Yes. And it'll pull me out of that and put me back on the victory track. Okay. But what happens is when we're in that and we feel all beat up, our emotions and our feelings don't feel like being responsible. Mm -hmm. That's a natural position when we've been beat up. We don't feel like being responsible. Mm -hmm. And so when somebody responsible and actually moving in love reaches down and tries to bring responsibility to us, our fleshly natural reaction is, stop doing that. Can't you see I'm hurt? Yeah. And so that's a trick and it's a trap of the enemy, a trap of the flesh, when what we need to see is say, you are trying to get me to faith. You're trying to get me to hope. You're trying to get me to love. And I receive that. Yes, speak life into me. Speak faith into me. And, and I need to put that on on purpose. But the worst thing I can do is actually pet those fleshly emotions. Yeah. Right. That's a bad place. And it will prolong my mourning. It'll prolong my being off the race. It'll prolong my depression if you pet it. Yeah. Right? Uh, it doesn't mean, and, and you have to recognize there's a balance here. Mourn with those who mourn, rejoice with those who rejoice. Jesus said that. So in other words, it doesn't mean that I'm just going to go down here and be void of any, any recognition that they're in that place. It, it's, hey, I see you. I love you. I'm here for you. And listen to this. Christ mm -hmm. is raising you up now. Mm -hmm. Yes. In other words, I'm not, I'm not denying that they've been attacked. If I'm, if I'm the one helping, I'm not denying that they've been attacked, right. but I'm giving them the hand up to faith, hope, and love. And I got my hand here. Yeah. And when you, and, and it, they, if they're mature, they'll grab it right away. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But if they're immature, it may be a while and that's okay. I've, I've dealt with both and I've had some people that never took the hand, but my hand is there and I'm letting them know, come on and I'll help you. Yeah. Come on and I'll help you. I'm here for you. And, uh, but the, the, trip, the trick and the trap is that uh, to reject that, I really want somebody to come and pet my emotions. That's a, that's a trap. Self-pity is a killer. It is. And that's exactly what Peter was trying to get Jesus to do in Matthew 16. He was trying to get Jesus to pity himself. Don't go to Jerusalem. And that's when Jesus said, get behind me, devil. Yeah. Get behind me, devil. And so it's ungodly. Self-pity and self-pity is ungodly in that, in that way. So. Well, well, do you remember last year, the Lord during prayer, during our noon prayer, gave us a, a vision of literally a self-pity mm. demon. And the, the long and short of it is, as I saw this self-pity demon, it literally was taking me to the place of hell. Yes. Not that I was self-pitying myself, yes. but I saw the effects of what self-pity yes. does. And it was dragging the person person that claims yes. self-pity into the pit of hell. Yes. It, it's not something to play with. No. It's something to crucify and put down because it it'll drag you to hell. Demonic. Yes. It is demonic and it will keep you in bondage. Yes. And that's why you... Now, these are things that most of the church 
doesn't even see because they believe that you should do that, you know. And what will happen is they'll have worldly, worldly empathy, mm-hmm. not wordly empathy. That's right. good. And in that worldly empathy, they will feed the flesh instead of feeding the spirit. And uh, so it's very important for to, to know these things and to see these things. Now, the last thing that I would say about this in, in Ephesians chapter 6, and um, it goes in verse 10 and 11, Finally, be strong in the Lord and in the strength of His might. Mm-hmm. Put on the full armor of God so that you will be able to stand firm against the schemes of the devil. Yeah. And it goes on, uh, for, our, for our struggle is not against flesh and blood, but against powers, against rulers, against powers, against the world forces of this darkness, against spiritual forces of wickedness in the heavenly places. Therefore, mm-hmm. take up the full armor of God so that you will be able to resist in the evil day and having done everything, stand firm. Mm-hmm. Stand firm, therefore. In other words, in the King James, it says, having done all, stand. So we're not going to stand for the things of the enemy, but we're going to stand against them, yeah. yes. right? We're not just going to take them, we're going to stand against them. If we're going to follow the command to resist the devil. This, he's telling us right here how to do it, and he says, recognize, first of all, that what you're fighting against is not physical. Yeah. It is not physical. Yeah. It's spiritual. It's not physical. It's spiritual. And recognize that. So what you're feeling, it's not physical. It's spiritual. That attack, it's not spiritual. It's physical. And then you go over into Hebrews uh, chapter 6 and verse 12, which we've been talking about a lot. And it says, so that you will not be sluggish but be imitators of those who through faith and patience inherit the promises of God. When you're in a battle, trust God. Recognize that it's a spiritual attack. Take hold of the ways of God. Come to Jesus. Take hold of his yoke, right? And, have, and resist the devil actively. Mm-hmm. Receive the faith, listen, receive the wordly, the word, the word helping hand mm-hmm. from other believers, not the worldly petting the fleshly emotions helping hand. That's not actually a helping hand, that's a hurting hand. Right. Yeah. All right. So receive the helping hand of faith, hope, and love from other believers and stand, and having done all, stand. Stand in that trust. Stand in that faith. Stand in that hope. And having done all stand, and he says, when you hope, it will not disappoint. You will move to a restoration. If you've been uh, destroyed, you will take the hand of a Savior, and he will restore you. And if you're in the middle of a fight, take his hand, and he will cause you to win. He's always leading you to triumph. And uh, when we do this, we will see the victory of the Lord. We will become better at it ourselves, and we will help other people do that just as well. Amen? Amen. 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 You have victory on the inside of you. Yes. Do you have it in Christ? You have it available. Let's put it on together. I want to pray for everybody right now. Father, right now, 
I come against every death storm, every demonic storm, every temptation of the enemy. In the name of Jesus, let every power in it and its grip be removed over the lives of everybody that's hearing this now. In the name of Jesus, storm dissipate, dissolve, be completely removed now in the name of Jesus Thank you, Father. And Lord, I pray right now that every person hearing this would take strength. They would stand up in the strength of the Lord. They would stand up in the strength and the love and faith and hope, the joy and the confidence and the expectation of the Lord. Lord, let them be full of joy. Let them in the midst of of trial laugh at the enemy, just like their father who sees the attack of the enemy and he who sits in the heavens laughs. Lord, we will laugh at famine and destruction. We will laugh at the pitiful attacks of the enemy. We will laugh at those things and we will put on the joy of the Lord and we will come out victorious on top, restored in Jesus name. The Lord will restore. Put it in your mouth right now. The Lord Lord will will restore me. me. The Lord will restore me. The Lord will restore me in Jesus name. Laugh at the enemy. Ha ha ha. Put on the joy of the Lord. Ha ha ha. The joy of the Lord is your strength. See, when you start laughing at the devil, the joy of the Lord will start to strengthen you. You are the restored of the Lord. You are, you have his hope. You have his victory in you and you have the fullness of his life. Thank you, Lord, for your goodness and your mercy. Lord, we praise you. We worship you. We give you the glory right now. And we walk in your victory. We walk in your victory. I'll give you these two verses uh, as we end. The first one is 1 Corinthians chapter 10 and verse 13. 1 Corinthians chapter 10 and verse 13. Hear this. 1 Corinthians 10, 13. No temptation has overtaken you. No, I would say it like this. No bad situation has overtaken you because every bad situation has a temptation to drop faith. Yeah. So if there's a temptation to drop faith, any situation that carries with it a temptation to drop faith, that's what he's talking about here. It'll fit in this. No situation, no temptation has overtaken you, but such as is common to man and God is faithful. In other words, Mm -hmm. you and God can handle it. Amen. If you and God can't handle it, the rest of the verse, it says, "He, he who will not allow you to be tempted beyond what you're able but with the temptation will provide the way of escape also so that you will be able to endure it. In other words, God's saying, I will not allow you to enter into a situation that I will not be faithful to you. And when you put faith in me, I will provide the way of escape for you. So if you find yourself in a situation, God will provide the way of escape. He's made a promise. Now, this has been here, but not everybody's always walked in it. That's why we're given the information and the knowledge so that you can apply it from this day forward. And then you go over into 2 Corinthians. Corinthians chapter 2 and verse 14. He doesn't just want to provide a neutral escape to you. He says this, chapter 2, 2 Corinthians 2, 14. But thanks be to God who always, always leads us in triumph in Christ 
and manifests, he brings it into being through us, the sweet aroma of the knowledge of him in every place, not just some place and not just sometimes, always and every place. He brings about his victory. He's leading you to triumph. We just need to take him by the hand. And if he'll do it for one person, he'll do it for you. He's given you a promise on having done all stand. Resist the devil with your faith. How do we resist the, the devil? We humble ourselves to the ways of God in James chapter four. Uh, and in First uh, Peter chapter 5, both places tell us to resist the devil. And both is surrounded by humbling ourselves to God's ways, not to the ways that the world has taught us. Because the ways the world has taught us is wrapped up in the traps and the schemes of the devil. Yeah. But if we'll see those promises and we'll humble ourselves to him, we will resist the devil Firm in our faith. Remember, the fiery darts are, are extinguished by the shield of faith. Yeah. So it's faith that overcomes the world. It's hope that we put on that doesn't disappoint. And it's love that empowers all of that. And humility is doing all of those things. If we will humble ourselves to his ways, we will always be led to triumph and we will not be defeated. And if we've found ourselves in de defeat before, those ways will take us to the place of restoration. So today for you, there's hope, there's joy, there's a victory that's waiting on you. Take these things, put them on, get irritated and mad against the devil and yeah. what he's up to. He is a horrible, horrible being. And stop taking it on the chin. Yeah. Stand up to it. Get it inside of you. I will stand against him. I will resist him. And we will win. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Glory to God. And listen, if you, you can hear this and you can agree. Amen. 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 Now hear me. Hear me on this. This is important. Listen, please. If you hear this and amen it, but you don't move to the place of hope you don't have joy coming up in you, then you need to hear it again. Yeah. If you don't have confidence coming up in you, if you don't have an expectation of victory coming up in you, then you need to hear it again and again and again and again. Like, you know, as we're preaching this, you know, you can see it. Watch Kevin just a few minutes ago. The truth of the word starts to hit him. All of a sudden he's getting happy over there. He's getting in joy and glory, glory to God. Why? Because he's allowing the word to manifest to the place of hope. Yep. Now hope has manifested. Faith can now bring it into uh, manifestation. It can bring about the promise. So don't just hear this in a minute. You hear it and hear it. Faith comes by hearing and hearing and hearing and hearing. Uh, the original language shows that we keep putting it in. We keep putting the word in. You hear it and hear it until joy is produced in you. Until you have received it to the place that joy comes out of yeah. you. And when you get to that place of joy, now you're in the position to resist him and you'll win. Glory to God. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So if you're just sitting there and all you're doing is like, okay, yep, I hear that. I agree with that and everything. You're not debating it, but you're, but you're not in joy yet. You haven't received it all. Mm -hmm. And you haven't received it all. Listen to it again and again and again till you get into hope. Yeah. Joy, confidence, expectation. Three things. Hope is joy, confidence, expectation. Hear it again. Put it in again. Put it in again until those things are manifested. And now faith has something to support yeah. and bring about in your life. Amen. Amen.
Amen. Well, that was today's broadcast. We are not Amen. going to go right into what's abundance. However, if you would like to partner with what we are doing here yes. on the broadcast, you know, these are lives. Today's broadcast was lives being changed yes. today. Yes. We had the opportunity to, I see the mouse going all over the screen. I got distracted. <laughs> <laughs> Pastor just went to Mexico and preached the gospel. We're going to be talking about it on Friday, what your partnership does with what's right. But just today, yeah. lives are being set. Yeah. Yes, free yes. today and you can partner with that yeah. same grace and same anointing that's on this ministry you can do that by in facebook you can put in hashtag donate yes. followed by the dollar amount or you can go to givebc.org and every dollar sown yes. everything sown goes towards souls yes. because that's the heartbeat of god yes. and that's the heartbeat of this ministry Amen. we want souls saved because jesus wants souls saved so if you sow today you can do that, and we're going to pray and bless every seed sown in Jesus' name. Yes. Let May they be pressed down, shaken together, running over. Back to them, Lord, shall they return quickly. Let there be a quick harvest, a quick manifestation off of the seed sown today. Let May it be returned. Let finances break wide open as they sow today in hope, in confidence, and with an expectation. May they receive 30, 60, 100 fold yes. back to them quickly in Jesus' mighty yes. name. Thank we you, thank Father. you for the seed. We commit to honoring you with every seed sown. We love you and praise you in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Glory to God. We love you. If you haven't shared the broadcast yet, go ahead and share it. We will see you tomorrow at 1130. Yes. Friday, we're going to talk about what happened in Mexico, yep. show you pictures and video and some other things that are happening. And then uh, the week after Thanksgiving, we're going to talk about five revelations that will give you fullness of life. So get ready for that. We love you. We'll see you tomorrow. Have a great day. Bye-bye.